welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theorem the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The Boulets took the monsters to the weird wild west for a sci-fi western mashup of epic proportions. But which outlaw drew first blood? It's time to find out as we talk all things Dragula 4. And joining me are the westward hoes, Desiree Dick and Amanda Massacre. Hello! Hi! Hi! <laughs> it, it's spicy tonight. We got the Latinas on the show. Yes! Um, well, if people don't know, last year in the world of digital drag, you both were part of um, Elation together. Yes. Yes, we were. Yes, we were. And, and we're reunited on the digital screen again for a podcast. Very excited. Love Let's it. get opinionated. Mm. Yeah, we're, we, we got lots of opinions, but we got to start. The big news of the week. It was only a 13-minute delay for the episode to be put on Shutter. <laughs> Wait, so my bet wasn't... <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like 1238, Michael, 1238. I don't understand whatever intern, why they just can't put it out at midnight. Um, but the people commenting, like the thread of comments on the page is no longer about the show. It's people bitching about not getting it on time. And it's just really funny. So uh, that's my midnight ex- experience with Dragula. Oh, wow. All talk is good talk. It's true. That's true. Now, Desiree, you host a uh, little little drag show for a viewing. Yes, I have a viewing party every single Tuesday at JR's. But I also have different um, host monsters who are hosting while I do other things. Nice. Well, let's dive into Dragula season four. How are you both enjoying the season so far? We're only ep- three episodes in, but we got a lot of action. Oh my god! So first of all production values. I just like, I I appreciate everything so much. They really stay true, even though they have more money to work with. Clearly um, the contestants are fabulous. I don't know. I'm really loving it. To be honest, the only problem is the late release. I mean, you know that because you and I constantly are like, is it up yet? That's the only problem? That's the only problem? To Hmm. me personally, yes. Not the judging? Hmm. Well, we'll get to that. (laughs) Desiree, how are you feeling about this little show? I mean, I waited the first episode for, I think it was two hours or some shit. But then I realized, you know what? I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to just wake up in the morning with my coffee and watch it there. Fuck it. Yeah. That's what I should probably do. But because I have to rewatch it that day to take my notes, I'm like, I don't want to do it back to back. Because then I'm just like tired and cranky. And then I write things I shouldn't say on the podcast. So that's why I got to give myself a little bit of time. But... (laughs) Yeah, season four, definitely an upgrade. And let's dive into it because there has been definitely upgrades within the opening movies. We got another themed movie. And once again, it fits the mood of the episode. Um, I love that this time we're filming in sepia tone in an abandoned Western movie lot because clearly that's not a real place. Um, If you told me that was Universal Studios, I would fully believe you. 
They're using that shutter area, man. That shutter yeah. AMC. Yeah, they're, they're really, they're taking true. advantage of that. So the Boulets are going to put their acting skills to the test as they need meat. I mean, who doesn't? Don't we all need some meat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Um, I think their looks are very simple, but honestly, a leather cowboy skirt is kind of hot. Um, also, they were not identical looks this time. I'm kind of digging that. I noticed right. that too. And I was like, oh, they have identities finally. <gasps> not just big one and small one. <laughs> Shooketh. I really was. Now, was I alone and the way they were doing this, did you think we were going to have like a cannibal episode, like a cannibal challenge? No, I thought it was Western or Cowboy or something like what they did mm-hmm. on season two. Isn't this kind of like season two? It is. Yeah. 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 Um, also, spit roasting was a huge moment of foreshadowing, but we'll discuss that later. Oh my God. Yeah, that was a... Uh... So then the boules have a duel and a hunky man gets shot because I don't know comedy. I don't know what's going on. It, they just like to show us something and have fun and they have the money. So why not film themselves? Right. Yeah. Okay. Now I have to ask it. They're all living together, presumably in either a hotel and a house, whatever. And the, when they get to the boudoir the next day, clearly it's filmed the next day. Do you think they know who's already been exterminated or are they just doing really bad acting for this bit? I, I think they put them probably in like rooms, like up two or whatever, because I've talked to Byron's and they did, they said that's what they did. And then, but in season two, they did a house. So, I mean, maybe they keep them in the secret room. So like whoever's mm-hmm. gonna go home, they go to a different room and then, and then they give them a call or something. I think it's what I've heard. It's like they they wait in their in the room and then they get a call and get they're gonna get in or not. So, but the rest of the cast doesn't know who's actually going to be coming back or not. I don't know. That's all I got from other people talking. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm just like the way they talk this part. I was like, it feels like bad acting. I feel like they all know they're just trying to get good TV to go. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. think it's honest. Well. We're in the boudoir and the monsters are ready to play. And Sigourney somehow got stuck in between Zavaleta and Mary. Coincidence? I think not. That was totally staged. We are going to close out the romance plotline with Hoso feeling bad that she left Astrid in the bottom. Girl, this was not you, so you're fine. It's not on you, but I appreciate this love. Um, I want someone to love me like Hoso loves Astrid. You'll get it, Michael. You'll get it. One day. I know. One day. One day. Saint is congratulated and she's ready to do it again. And Mary tells her to calm down. And Saint is like, You were safe. She shut down. (laughs) Then Zava jumps in and then says she was very low safe. What is with this rivalry between um, Zavaleta and Mary? Like, I know they're both Brooklyn girls, but. Why are they just so nasty to one another? It's just nice to pick on the people you know in the city. I don't know. It's, it's probably yeah, just like fun. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, you know, it's like at least they'll always forgive each other because you know they'll always work together. So it's not like, mm-hmm. okay, I may as well talk to you poorly. Why not? Yeah. Well, Mary will tell the room that the look saved her, but like, not really. <laughs> as Sigourney says, Mary definitely deserved to be in the bottom. She was a fish. 
Do we have any theories? What happened? Why was she saved? Because I have not spoken to a single person who agrees with that. Maybe the vampires for Astrid and Betty were just worse. And they were Mm -hmm. like, maybe the fish at least had the lamp and the, I don't know. I I was very confused. Maybe it was just like, well, I know I saw on Instagram that there was more to her look that she had issues yes. with something, right? Like, uh, I, I didn't- The prosthetic she had. Um, yeah, she had a yeah, whole bunch a couple, of things that yeah. didn't make it to the floor show for whatever X, Y reason, um, which to be honest with you, still didn't make the look any better in my opinion. Yeah. Um, There's still a fish. It was still, yeah. yeah, I mean, it didn't even, it just, whatever. Like it still was bottom, you know, two material for me personally. But I think also, um, and we'll talk about it later, I'm sure, but they keep doing, the Boulets keep doing this um, in their judging. We're like, they're talking about like people's potential outside of the show. Correct. And so it's like, well, okay, bitch, but what are they doing in the show? Correct. And so we're not really judging 100%. So I think she got to say it from that. Like, oh my God, she's like so popular in Brooklyn. She's like amazing in Brooklyn. We remember her in Brooklyn. So we're going to give her a pass this time because I know she can Correct. do better. And it, did play into this episode as well and we will definitely get it but mary she's just being a natural star she doesn't seem to think she is sucking the air out of the room they all just don't speak up coco thinks that miss mary needs a lot of spotlight while dolly thinks she doesn't talk a lot there's just a lot of quiet people and dolly might be onto something because there are a lot of quiet people in this room so Jade is going to ask how they feel about Astrid and Betty and Zava loves Astrid, but she has competition and she hopes she goes home. Dolly knows Astrid and felt she was off the whole day. She doesn't know that side of Astrid and she was surprised about the outburst. She just finally broke. Mary just thinks Astrid was acting like a damn fool. What do y'all think? Did Astrid act like a fool or was it just the emotions of the competition? I mean, she's young. I know how she works. She can be very professional, but bitch, I mean, she's young. And when I was young, I threw tantrums too and shit, like when I lost. So, like, I mean, also, Sabala threw a tantrum the first episode and then she's shitting Austria about it. So I was like, bitch, we all got it. We're human. Exactly. (laughs) I, it was funny when I watched that episode, I actually, I, I don't know if I told you, Michael, but I did fall asleep during that moment, like that one tantrum. I fell asleep for literally the five minutes of the tantrum and then woke up and like saw the finale of the episode. But I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, you're right. I think it's just like, you know, you, people are entitled to their feelings, you know. Absolutely. Imagine yourself in a stressful situation. I'm sure shit like anyone would cry, be angry, upset, whatever, you know. And she was valid in her feelings. And, you know, like Desiree said, youth has a lot to do with it you know like and money money also has a big part of it yeah oh Listen, yeah sure. i had a little temper tantrum today when i had an issue with ebay and that was only like a 200 dollars difference that i was gonna lose but yeah money money makes people go a little cray cray that's yeah true. i mean also ostrich came in with winning dragula world everyone kept talking yeah. about how she was the best and this and that and all this and so it's a lot on her shoulders too right exactly well sigourney feels partly responsible as they both cut things and jade says if you wanted you should have spoken up because she wanted all of her 38 props but she settled on 37 girl you're funny you're crazy but Hoso said she had so much fire and feels Betty was defeated. And Zava says just because you have fire doesn't mean you have to have a tantrum. Hoso tries to defend Astrid and she says she was downing herself. But Saint believes, as someone who's been in the bottom before, you can't turn passion into unprofessionalism. 
Betty returns, and Jade gives her a big hug. She reveals that they had to submerge their arm in leeches, to which Zava gives a bit of an eye roll. And I mean, she's not wrong. I mean, leeches, they're fine. Deb's fine. I want I've... that full body in it. Yeah, that's what I, I... To me, that would have been an extermination challenge. Yeah, I would put them in my balls. And be like, hey, yes, man. oh my God, yeah. you imagine? Withstand that. Yeah, bitch. Well, not Betty... Betty is ready to take her second chance, grab it by the horns, and fuck it. So how does she feel about Astrid? Well, she left her to pieces, but the bitch had to go. Hoso says she is happy Betty is there, and she's there for a reason, but she may be biased, but Astrid has a fire. But they just, they took her man. I would feel the same way if my man was taken away. But let's be real, I don't have a man. So I can't get upset about that. You can get dick anywhere, it's fine. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Well, Zava will tell the group about the conversation she had with Hosto, that she's there for her and focus and move forward. Don't get digmatized, which we all do, don't we? should put that on a shirt. I know, right? Why isn't it on a shirt? Let's do it. Don't get digmatized. A new catchphrase on Block Talk. Oh, God. (laughs) It is time to make it to the main stage to find out what the Boulets have in store for them this week. Well, giddy on up. This week, they are heading to the Wild West, where they must conceptualize and create an original look based on the comic book-inspired Weird Wild West theme. Horror and science fiction collide on the American frontiers in these comics of yesteryear. Their look must be based on the theme and feature both horror and science fiction tones. Oh, give them a panache in their performance. Sell it on stage. The winner will receive $1,000 shopping spree to Fright Rags. Um, on first listen, what did you think of this theme? I hated it. <laughs> you hated it. Whoa. You know okay. why? No, hold on. I but this is a very personal opinion. Like I kind of put myself in like the shoes of the contestants. And I was like, if I was there and I was told there was a wild west challenge, I'd be like, this is the one, this is the one sending me home because I'm just not a country gal. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. get into that like theme. I couldn't think about it. I just, I can't even wrap my head around it at all so that's that's why i thought about that like my first instinct was that like oh fuck this challenge like i'm participating in it Mm -hmm. that's what i was thinking okay fair desiree what about you i mean i already have my cow titty outfit i would Uh add like an fx cow makeup look have woman uh superhero ranger with like the little horns and give you some sexy bitch yeah bitch i'll go i next episode (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love Western sci-fi. So this was really exciting to me. In fact, recently this week, I watched an episode of Doctor Who that was Western themed. So okay. I love when sci-fi and Western collide. But yeah, I, I said it on Instagram. We'll get to it. But I thought this was one of the best, if not the best floor shows they've had in the franchise. Whoa, my God, it was so good. But the monsters are starting to get their concepts together in the boudoir, and Zavaleta is very excited because Mexican territory is the weird Wild West. She loves cowboys, and Dolly did rodeo. Jade's mom trained horses. There are so many horse girls. What are your experiences with horses? I like them hung. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Um, no experiences whatsoever. <laughs> I prefer, yeah, I prefer saving a horse and riding a cowboy. There you go. Mm-hmm. 
Mary is excited and nervous because she wants the Boulets to be proud of her and safe is just a good job. She hates that she was safe again, but it doesn't mean she's not coming home. Zava tells her that being safe right now is okay because there are still a lot of bitches there. They will call her out if she's doing something wrong. Is that a good philosophy in a competition to be like, yeah, you're fine. There are so many other people to be worse than you. You're, you're good. I'll just give my mouth shut and just watch the whole shit go crumble. I don't go far. Don't meddle. Yeah. Away, you know what I'm saying? Same. Yeah. Who the fuck Not cares if you get to the end, right? Like, just, that's the point. Yeah. Well, Dolly is hoping to carry her first win to a second win. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Saint is hoping to carry her first win to a second win. Sigourney claps that com- com- uh, comment. Is she not here to win? She is here to do drag, have fun, and show fashion, glamour, and beauty. So is Sigourney Miss Congeniality of Dragula? No. I think th- <laughs> I think the whole game thing is what Ch- Miss Cherry is talking like. Oh, Sigourney's just saying this, and you, bitch, but you're here for a crown and money. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, people say that, oh, I'm having fun. But you're having yeah. fun. You're reminding you're having fun in a stressful environment. But, bitch, you're there for the crown and money and the right. tour. Yeah. It's, it's, that's like a very drag race comment to make. It's dragula. You, you want more of an edgy, mean side. Like, you're going to be gung ho for the crown. And I don't see that at a Sigourney in the boudoir but on stage she's fucking killing it every week yeah so it's very interesting to see her um journey thus far because it's not like anything we've seen on the show before very quiet yeah Yeah. well will we see some titties from coco just one or two this is just not her thing though she's not into the sci-fi stuff do we need as a contestant to be into all the things the show is going to ask you to do or no. do you just need to be a well-rounded person who can adapt i think it's the second thing the second choice and that bitch like you can be a hooker or something i don't know like she i don't know yeah don't constrict yourself yeah i, I mean like like i said i like i hated the thought of the challenge because again as a participant i would be like oh fuck but, you know, again, if you have the time to prepare, like Desiree said, like, okay, you pull something, like you figure it out, you know, you jot down some paper, I'm a creative person, like, you just make it happen, even if you maybe don't necessarily feel the theme, like, if you're in it to win it, you know, you'll do it, you'll do anything and everything, especially with the prize money that we're playing for here. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Shit. Well, saddle up, let's ride. Sigourney hops on Dolly's back and they gallop through the boudoir. Meanwhile, Zavaleta tries to do the same thing to Mary and she's like, no, bitch. And when Zavaleta gets on her back, she starts making um, sexual noises and workplace harassment's not a thing here. Nope. (laughs) But it was funny. It was really, really funny. And I kind of wish Mary would have gone along with it because it would have been like the meme of the season. But... Instead, we get a gift-worthy moment where they're all hooting and hollering around the table. And you know what? It was just fun to see them playing along. That even was if cute. Some of them yeah, it was nice. didn't want to. But we're going to do some prepping of their looks. Now, I want to discuss this because I don't think I've had a chance to really discuss it on the podcast before. Obviously, they bring their stuff to the show pre-made. Is this all staged or are they actually still putting final touches on their looks because um, i know in previous I, seasons there there have been like days off in between to gather looks together but i think now the filming is more 
kind of like a drag race where it's all at once. I, I remember Hollow saying, I think it was like, bring something you can work on or something like, mm-hmm. I guess it looks like you're working on it, right. but I don't know. Like maybe so just put the 90% yeah, done, right? Yeah. Fair. Because like, let's, let's be honest, there are going to be people who are not the designers or the creators of their looks and they're going to have to be like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm going to put a stone right there. I'm done. Yeah. Or pretend That's you're right. checking it or steaming yeah. it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Sigourney will be attempting to recreate the classic Nuglar outfit. She's used spandex, so she lined it with neoprene. It's labor intensive, but so worth it. Have we ever heard a designer's name like Muglar on Dragula before? That's no. so drag race. <laughs> I'm kind of here for it. I'm like, let's really like turn fashion icons into monsters. I'm here for it. Yes, bitch, try to get those labels, those PR packages. Coco is going to be doing a brothel worker hybrid pig lady. Okay. Okay. She asked herself, if she was in the Wild West back then, what would she be doing? Hooking. At least she's on brand. Coco already has a pig character that she does, so she wanted to bring her to life. That's kind of cool, though, if you have a character that you're able to adapt into this. Unfortunately, the execution maybe was not the best, but again, we'll get to it. Dolly is creating a really nasty alien bounty hunter. It's going to be post-human where the world is absolute dust. They're using a lot of distressed leather, which takes the longest. It's just watered-down acrylic paint and lots and lots of layers. Now, when you hear the the contestants go through their looks and everything and, and put it together, do you guys take any notes and be like, okay, that's what I want to do for my look later? uh sometimes yeah because like you got to think of like different ways to just change the leotard or like the pants yeah i mean i think it's fun to hear them you know whatever process be it be it them pretending to you know put the stone on and like just talking shit Mm -hmm. about it or actually like someone like dolly who like is doing the thing um but you definitely learn a lot of techniques like i didn't i mean like i have a, a background in fashion design but there's still little things that I'm like, oh, that's really like a nifty technique. Like I was thinking of doing it this way, but now I learned kind of a cheaper route or like a more yeah. you know, uh, accessible route, I would rather say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's or yeah. convenient. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, cool, work. Okay, that's something to definitely consider. Why not? Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. We do get to see that element of drag creation because it yeah. there are a lot of things you don't get to see when you go to a live show and see a drag artist perform, you see the final product, but you don't see the process to get there. And I think the process to get there is sometimes even more exciting than the actual um, performance, but. Absolutely. That's because some people are just queens. (laughs) More on that another day. Betty is an old hill person from Tennessee. So she is going to be inspired by Dolly Parton and the best little whorehouse in Texas. And already I am sold. She will be combining it with Terminator, so it's Robo Dolly. I'll be back, y'all. I was very excited by this. I was like, you might actually do very well this week, Betty. A good redemption for her. Now, Mary is taking on Mae West and a one-eyed alien and combining them to be a brothel worker. She's not confident about the hair. But we see her put it on and attempt her best Alaska Thunderfuck as Mae West, and it is a complete dud. So bad. She's not an actress. 
It's it's very <laughs> safe to say Mary Chair is not an actress. Now, Zabaleta is inspired by Emiliano Zapata, who was one that started the revolution in Mexico. And this will also be a shout out to her sister. And we're going to see a side of Zava we don't get to actually see. And we're going to see a major growth arc for her within this episode. She gets emotional as she shares that she's doing this for her family. Her sister left her a video while she was passing of cancer. She had to grow fast and at 13, taking care of her nephew. She told her not to let anyone down and protect her mother. She became a workaholic because of her parents. They came to America because they didn't want them to go through what they went through. She says she's a bitch because life put her through shit. Everyone has a past. She's strong and she doesn't want the sympathy. Did you resonate with this story? Uh, yes, because um, I was kicked out when I was 16. I had to go out fast and like, you know, like, you know, there's things like that that kind of like the her story kind of reconnects with a lot of people, I think. Yeah. God, she had me like I watched that episode in the morning when I woke up and I was like in tears. Um, and I don't know, again, it's it's that same kind of like it resonated with me. Not I thankfully have not, you know, been struggling or, or any of that. But, you know, I watched my parents do that, you know, as immigrants coming to this country. And I, I definitely felt that passion. I definitely understood it. That work ethic, that's definitely what was drilled into me very young. I'm sure Desiree, same with you. Like it's something in our culture that like, we're not lazy. We're very, very go-getters. Like, and sometimes it comes off as bitchy. It definitely does. I've definitely been told a lot of times just because I'm, you know, saying it like it is and not bullshitting. It's like, oh, you're a bitch. Cool. Yes. Thanks. You know, the and, rich and bitch face. yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, I, I feel with her. I mean, I like she, I was there with her, you know, that was yeah. the moment. And I, I definitely felt, you know, I felt really bad. Um, but at the same time, like when she revealed what she was doing, I was like, work, I cannot wait to see this. Like, I'm not even Mexican, but I'm so fucking proud. Like, also will tell Zava she's not a bitch and that she's a sweetheart. Betty will tell her that the, her story got her. Zava never lets herself cry because she had to be the strongest one. And Betty, Betty tells her that everyone knows she's strong and no one sees her as a bitch and just gets her humor. Zava's glad that she's back and she gets along with older people, which is kind of a backhanded compliment to Betty, but it was cute. It was funny. Yeah. Is this the redemption arc for Zavaleta or is this a peek into soon to be elimination? Has she turned the corner from episode one? I think as an audience member, they will see it as a, a growth. And especially in reality TV, like you want to see the growth in TV. No one really cares like if your growth is outside sometimes, you know, it's, yeah. they can't see it. In the dragon world, they want to see her procession, why she said that shit in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And now she's explaining it. So maybe it's a... Uh, it's time for you to not to not dislike her and like her back and she's a human person kind of art to you know the ballets like to look make the artists look good so you know this is at the same time it's kind of like listen people were bitches but we got trauma bitch yeah yeah i, I mean, know what do you think at the same time um i i can say like you know yeah it's still a, a tv show it's still reality tv and like Desiree said, you know, you don't want your contestants to look bad. You don't want anybody to be necessarily hated or, you know, you want everyone to have some sort of favorable view here. Because again, 
it's a show you're making money off of it. You know, you need to keep people watching. Um, so yeah, I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm glad that they introduced this side of her because, you know, like you had mentioned from the get-go, I mean, you had the reddits, you had the tweets, you had everything, this poor, you know, and I was like, no, <laughs> leave Zava alone. But, you know, it was good to have people now seeing it on Twitter. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Like she's, you know, she's not so bad or, you know, literally yeah. like the 180 to visibly see it as people are watching and people who don't know her, you know, right. so it's like, okay, cool. Absolutely. Well, they're back, back, back. It's extermination day and they're putting the final touches on their look. Betty is as happy as a hog in a pit of shit. <laughs> Sounds like she's a Brooklyn queen now. Silence. You didn't love my joke. It's fine. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. I'm from it's fine. I'm just no, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was just laughing. <laughs> you know, if, if someone could be a pig and shit on um, the Bushwick stage, they absolutely fucking would. You know, people have, right? Like, didn't Chiquitita, like she ate, someone, someone did something. Shanita Bump has definitely done shit. I, I know, <laughs> I know there has been physical feces, like literal shit on these stages. Trust and believe. Yeah. So no, open violation. Out of my ass. And I didn't do very well. So yeah, there you go. Bad. Yeah, there you go. Or Bushwig, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have a bit of a comical moment. Mary is like, everyone is so quiet. So I'm going to tell you a story about myself. And well, this was very comical because this is where the monsters are going to say she talks too much and we get a cut to cut to cut where her story just goes on and on and on. And it very much is feeling with the Mary Cherry show. And Mary thinks people are just talking too little. When you're on camera, you just got to be ready. This could have just been editing or she could have told like a 30 minute story. Either way, she is getting a very specific edit right now. I mean, they're probably just showing that she's a talkative person, but that's also true. If you're like getting ready and there's cameras yeah. right in front of you, they're like wanting a story, a talk, uh, a something for the audience to get to know you. So yeah. Mary's going to be like, well, fuck it, bitch. Like y'all are quiet as shit. You know, some people don't yeah. like quiet rooms. Yeah. This was just a bunch of non sequiturs back to back. And I was like, I don't know what the story's about, but go off Maxine Waters. She's smart. I mean, let me, you know, you're getting people to know you, you're getting people yeah. to watch you, you're getting all this camera time. And honestly, as someone who is very talkative, like that would be me. Like, I feel like, why? If you're getting ready and you're talking or whatever, you're kicking all you guys, like there's cameras there. They're going to record anyway, what you do. So yeah, why am I going to be silent as I'm doing like, you know, my makeup or, or fixing something? It just doesn't make sense. Like you're in a group of people like, I, shit, I'd be talking to, like, the cameraman, the assistant, <laughs> like, hey, girl, like, you know, what's this or what's happening, you know? Just, yeah. Just why not? No, they, they they literally tell you, do not interact with the crew when the cameras are rolling. Oh, <laughs> God, reality TV, we love it. <laughs> well, once again, the alarm goes off to say the floor, sh- floor show is about to begin, and seriously, they got to stop this. It is not cute. Um, they're not even what? moving anymore. They're not like flinching. It. Like, did you watch Jade? She's like, I'm just going to sit here. Um, but I don't know. This is a preview for tomorrow's episode of Drag Race UK. They have an actual time limit and we see the girls scrambling. So I hope at least one of these shows are going to force them to come on stage not fully dressed. Oh, my God. I think Could it's you funny. imagine? It's camp, bitch. It's camp. It's camp. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
Okay. The Boulay brothers giddy on up out in their leather getups and opposite wigs and black and white. I love this contrast they're giving this episode. We're getting personalities mm-hmm. for this, please. Um, but yeah, very, very cute look. I, I, li- I love a good leather leotard that looks fancy. I think they're doing they're doing the deferred thing because they're probably like they look alike. I'm like, bitch, True. one's taller, one smaller. I mean, kidding. <laughs> oh. So they're trying with, to get that personality. Yeah. It's true. With the Wild West theme, they have invited two guest judges that are incredibly fitting. First up, we have makeup mogul, country singer, and drag icon from that other TV show, Tracy Martell. I mean, Trixie Martell. Um, <laughs> she is in full Western attire, and I live. And they have masked Morador and queer country music icon, Orville Peck. What does he look like? Have we seen his face? I've never I seen his know. face. I don't think i've ever bothered if someone has if 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 we've seen his face please someone send me a picture um i I, that's cool he he just sounds sexy so i'd love to just see what he looks like i'm just who sing me to sleep orville peck i mean his voice is just grumptious oh yeah i met him at drag con he's tall and we have a picture together okay cute um in honor of the Weird Wild West Floor Show, we are going to play Buckle Up, Friends. Darn tootin' or darn bootin'. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, I did that. I, I really, really stuff. did that. Uh, I really did that. Um, yeah, uh, if you're looking for the looks, they're on um, they're tagged somewhere on Instagram. Um, let me let me see. I think it is the shutter. Um, I think shutter posts them. Don't I don't think they're on there yet. I think they're on our rpdr looks 2021 i believe that's where they should be right now if you need reference to them are you ready to discuss these looks Mm -hmm. we will start with bitter betty it is a look by randall hill hair by 1-800 wig takeout aka bitter betty yeah okay so she had two bad weeks but damn did this bitch make up for it tonight this was absolutely one of my favorite looks and favorite presentations the fact that she was able to create this Robo Dolly look and give her such personality was brilliant. She truly came to, to life. Using the rifle as a guitar was so smart. Um, the yellow dress was a strong color because you can easily see all the distressing and the dirt. And the exposed cage, the hoop skirt, was a brilliant idea. Could she have made the cyborg robot parts even bigger and more present? Absolutely. But from what she presented, this slayed. Amanda, what did you think? Love the dress, thought the makeup needed work. I they they did a close-up of what she called the cyborg part. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, ma'am, like this is not you could have done way better. I'm sure you're much more talented in makeup than that. You know, that was giving me very basic like children's face painting. <laughs> it was like, no, 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 no. You needed something up in there. You needed shit. She could have um she could have made a little prosthetic with like wires or something and like sure. liquid latex, like spare gum up in there. Like just, that's all you needed. Like wires sticking out. And I would have been happy. Right. Thank Which is you. what I believe she did in her photo shoot. If you look at the new oh, photo, really? uh, she has upgraded the face. Well, yeah, because again, she probably realized, Oh shit, that was really bad. And she just did like, a, you know, a, a grid on her face and like silver. And that was like, I don't know. That made me like, Again, it was a wonderful look from the neck down. Yeah. And she had the red contact for to have like that Terminator eye. Uh, not good enough. No. Uh-huh. 
Desiree, what did you think? So, wires in the hair, wires all over the dress that's burnt in little yeah. holes because bitch just came back from time. Also, I agree with the makeup shit. They could have blended better. That looked like there was no blend. Also, where's the blood on your face? Half of your face just fucking exploded, right? Like you got metal. So like, you know, you got to put them, you put the details on. I think that's why she didn't win because you didn't, she had no detail details, like the deep details. They look for deep details. That's fair. Drax says this is the Betty they wanted to see the last two weeks. Swan says this is the transformation that is triumphant. There was confidence and fun. Orville said it was a clever way to show two characters on stage and make the most of her time. Trixie says that if she had a bigger appliance for the Terminator eye, she would have gotten it more. I will give this a darn tootin. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Just only because, again, the the real... She got the Wild West part, but I feel like this show probably you should lean a little bit more into the sci-fi and she didn't do that for me so well the audience was 70 percent darn tootin 30 percent darn bootin they enjoyed it next up we got coco cane no designers listed um the pig face looked like paper mache in all the bad ways like a really messy arts and crafts project i did like the pig hooves as heels the white skirt needed a lot more dirt and grunge to it. It was way too clean. And even the fan that she had should have not been intact and had been like tattered. I think her problem here was the detailing and execution. There were key elements missing. And while a pig person can be sci-fi, it just didn't reach that point. Desiree, what did you think? Um, I think that it, it needed like a little tail, maybe like give a use a prop to give you a story. Like, are you eating your men as a pig to, like, the ones mm-hmm. you, you know, if you're hooking or whatever, or have, like, a bar full of things? Like, I, I just think it needed, like, more of a definition of what, what the character was. It was just a pig lady or pink, uh, pig, whatever the fuck you want to call that. But it just didn't have a story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was cute, though. I love that. I like the smoke. Yeah, that was cool. That was a cool effect. I want to know how to do that. That was like DM or find out. Yeah, I'm like, I will. Listen, I will. She's very sweet on social media. I'm sure she'd actually respond. What did you think of the look, Amanda? Um, very clean, too clean for the challenge. Um, but I actually liked it. I think she looked, you know, again, great outfit. Um, prosthetics, I think, yes, just because it all looked very clean. I kind of got a little lost in it, but overall I just got, I guess, a better effect. Like she fit the theme a little more for me. So I was Fair. pleased. Swan says that barbecue pork is hot and delicious. And so is she seeing the carrot, but she's seeing the characters repeated. Branding is important, but she needs to show range home on the range. <laughs> Drax says her look is on the quieter side and cleaner than she expected it to be. Orville spent a lot of the performance trying to figure out who is this character and there were conflicting ideas and Trixie says she never would have gotten it. For me, this is a darn bootin. No, disagree. I toot, I toot. I toot it too, just wish it was more upgraded, but yeah. Well, the audience goes 46% darn tootin, 54% darn bootin. Boo. Next up, we have Zavaletta. No designers listed, but she did her sister proud. What a week. I think the styling of this was really great. While it's serving you high fashion, it was serving you dirty Western. 
I think the layering was spot on. The color selection was great. I think scuffing up the boots a bit more and having a little rust in the gun arm could have elevated it beyond what it already was, which was great. Um, this makeup was incredible. The teeth, I'm very impressed by the characterization here too. Being slutty is always not necessary. I'm glad she is able to show a different character. Amanda, thoughts? Um, oh, I was living. I was living. It was it was exactly what I wanted and I didn't even know I wanted it. Yeah. Like just because again, I, I, I didn't know the, the reference that she had, um, but I knew it was gonna be something like really like Chola Mexican and I was like feeling that already. And then when it comes out, I'm like, oh shit, like, wow, that was something else. Um, I mean, I agree with your points, but I just, I guess I couldn't really see a flaw in it. I was very, very happy. Oh, I, I, I agree. It was great. I think, I just think you can go even further and um, not a bad thing. This, this is just nitpicky critiques on a really already good look. Yeah. Desiree, what are your thoughts? I really liked it. All details. The arm was cool. Like the way they sold it, everything. I mean, and they, they, they showed, they showed range that they can do something different than, you know, what they did. She did in the previous episodes. So like, I get why she won. I mean, yeah. Swan fucking loved the character. She served it on level 10. She couldn't get enough of the gender play. Drax says there was a lot of detail to her outfit. It was completely realized. Trixie says this look was a feather in the cap in the competition. She said it was so mysterious and there was something scary about smiling the whole time. Orville says it's about storytelling and there was no guessing to do. He loved that she was concealing with the hat and not showing the face. This is an absolute darn tootin. Yeah, super toot. Orale, yeah. Audience agrees, 86% darn tootin', 14% darn bootin'. 14% of you are racist, anti-Mexican. Next up, we got Sigourney Beaver, no design assistant. I'm a bit mixed here. I think it fits the brief and is certainly very fashion, but I wanted a little more out of this. It reminded me if there was like a prequel to Mars Attacks set in the Wild West. I think the first outfit with the blood, uh, with the uh, dress and the gloves and the white stars and the frills needed something red, even if it was just a bandana just to tie into the red, white, and blue. I think the reveal, um, she loves gold and it felt a little similar in the sense that it was a reveal like she did with the Bride of Frankenstein. That being said, she did a reveal into something very, very cool. And I love those gold chaps and the Leo with the demonic cow face. Um, she knows how to put a look together because that thing was stoned to death um good job Sigourney Desiree what did you think um I loved it maybe make it make it a little bigger but mm -hmm. like the reveal should have been a little more bigger costume to reveal to the tinier costume but I mean I liked it I just it was like but yeah mm -hmm. Amanda um here's another one that was too clean for me um, like really, really clean, squeaky clean, like just got it from the dry cleaners. <laughs> it was like, girl, you've been through dirt. You outside, you're in the wild west tumbleweeds. Like you should be like, come on now. Um, but I did like the looks. I just, I don't know if they, again, 100% fit the brief there. Um, so I'm a little conflicted. I am looking at it now again, and I, I am thoroughly impressed by the amount of, um, stones on this because it's ridiculous most times you can't tell that they're stones but the fact that you can see the glimmer like the little shimmer yeah means that there's that many stones that we captured mm -hmm. it on camera 
Um, so I love that, you know, obviously very drag, very camp, but again, not, not grunge, dirty, Western sure. enough for me. Rixie says the two looks she had were some of the best of the night, but from stage, she would never have known she had scaling or detail. She says she was a mutant going to Texas Roadhouse. Drax says her skills as a drag artist are at the top of the game. The characterization was a little off. Orville loves that she looks like a classic rodeo queen with a lot of detail in movements. For me, this is a very, 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 very safe darn tootin'. I would agree. Yeah. Ooh. That's right. <laughs> All right, there you go, darn bootin. The audience, very mixed, 59% darn tootin, 41% darn bootin. Next, we got Saint Look by Lauren J. Mask by Saint. I love Saint, but this was not the strongest we've seen from her. A cow person can be sci-fi coming. I mean, Desiree can do it. Um, it was just missing You're probably something. Right into my Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I made that in 2014. Oh, I think the face and mask were wonderful. The hat with the horns was wonderful. I think the chest utters ruined it for me. It felt very costumey and comical rather than horror. And I think it was because of the fabric choice. Velvet was just not right. And that was a fucking simple ass heel. It was way too basic, but it could have worked if someone else did not step up their game and everyone was just very good this week. Desiree, let's start with you because you you, you are a cow person too. Uh, <laughs> um, I... I was, it looked kind of confusing. I guess she was going from some weird alien looking cow thing, but I guess, I don't know. I just didn't, it didn't pop sync for me. You know, I, I feel like maybe because she got into the designer stuff, it didn't pop as sync to, to the mm-hmm. belays. And that's yeah. why they were like, I don't think you're, that's a true saint thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and then it says created by someone else. I mean, she, right. you know, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, well, I'm a little biased here because I really love Jay for pay. Like I'm a very big fan of her work in Chicago. Um, but I think this is yet another one that was insanely clean. Like it was very clean, crisp white. And I really love the concept. Like I, I'm not mad at the outfit. I guess I didn't expect it because when she was in the boudoir and had the hat on, I guess I envisioned something else. Yeah. And then she came out and was like, moo. And I was like, oh, I didn't really see that coming, but okay, work. Mm-hmm. But again, I was like, okay, move, but like, where's the blood? Where's the dirt? You could have been like a muddy, slimy cow. Where's the milk had... coming out of the udders? Yeah. It could oh, have yeah. Been like, yeah. You were missing like lots of missed opportunities there because I don't know for, for like a, a show that I mean, shit, she participated in this extermination challenge. They had to eat like cow brains, cow guts, cow blood, right? And it's like, I would have played into that. I would have been like entrails coming out. The have a baby cow. Right? Like, something. <laughs> yeah. thank you. Like yeah. the Priscilla Chambers, like, so, I don't know, something. Like I was missing, like, again, way too crisp, too white. But I love the outfit. It just, again, I, more. Someone said to me yesterday that if she wore this on the runway to drag race, she probably might win the challenge because it was so good and fashion and, and oh, yeah. fun. It just doesn't work here. And I think that's what we're finding is there is a specific formula you need to fit. Um, but we'll get to the uh, final judgments in a bit. Um Swan says she is holding back in the movement. It was the most timid. She comes at it from a fashion perspective. So if you're going to be fashion, give a fashion moment. Trixie says she had a cool look and we were getting cows on Ambien. She could have breastfed the children. 
Orville says he thinks it's a fantastic concept and outside the box approach where it's not classic Western. Darn Tootin. I love you, Snape, but darn Tootin. Yeah, I was giving a boot. She could have done more. I don't know. I'm conflicted. Um, I, yeah, that's yeah. why I'm like, it's a soft. It's like darn it's tootin, a very but... soft. If it's a very soft, like, I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. Love it. But, you know. The audience, 62% darn Tootin, 38% darn Bootin. They give her a little more le- leeway. And someone who'd not get any leeway, it's Jay Jolie. Um, so Jade got the sci-fi part but forgot to incorporate the western into herself. An alien head on the spike was not the ticket. What she brought looked cool, but she needed to step before this to sell the story. Had she maybe been a cowboy in disguise and revealed into space alien form with a human head? Okay, I would have gotten the character an arc, but she was a standout in all the wrong reasons. Yes, she had cowboy boots, but that was not nearly enough. A lasso, not nearly enough. Amanda, what did she do wrong? Everything. Um, <laughs> she was the entire, she, honestly, I feel like she may have just, may as well just stayed backstage during that, <laughs> during that runway presentation, because it was just, it was nothing. I, I didn't understand the makeup, the coloring choices. I didn't understand the props. I didn't understand the outfit. I just didn't understand. And maybe, I don't know, like, I, I want to know more insight because it's like, yeah. why did you think that was appropriate? Because it, it wasn't appropriate in the, at least as a viewer, I was like, are we watching, like, are you on a different episode? Like, did they edit this incorrectly? Because this is not at all in sync with everybody else. Not, right. not even close. No. Desiree, what did you think? Uh, yeah, like, I don't. I it was a quick one too. I, I I don't think I got to see much of it, but it was very quick and it just it was bad. I think she was a space person capturing cowboy aliens, right? But, yeah. But that I did not. You know, it's I had to think about it. Like, bitch, paint yourself a different color, reveal shit. Like, I mean, I guess she killed the alien, but and exploded the guts is what. You know, I don't know, man. I don't yeah, like, I was... it, she she needed more of a story. She needed a, a step before, whether it is yeah. a reveal or something. Um, it's a darn booting for me. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. No questions there. Yeah, it's a boot. She got the Rupam on. She got used it. Yeah. The audience, 9% darn tootin', 91% darn bootin'. All right. Next is Dali. By far my favorite of the night. I love this creation. Even from that initial pose, I got the character. This is distressed expertly. The beat was terrifying. And again, those teeth. Dolly is an artist and is truly shining at the performance elements. I don't really have a negative thing to say. This was the challenge meant for her. This was the moment. Desiree, talk about Dolly. I love Dolly, 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 Dolly. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think they got a better arc this season. They're doing a good job. They're fitting all well. They're so creepy. They know how to sell it. Like, that personality's coming in. Um, so, I don't know, man. Like, bitch, she's slaying. Amanda, how'd you feel about Dolly? Oh, okay. So, because I didn't watch uh, when it aired originally, well, like, when it dropped on Shutter, I was a little worried because, you know, Twitter and social media immediately ruin everything for everybody. And mm. someone tweeted like Dolly in capital letters. And I was like, oh my God, they got eliminated. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like what the fuck? And then I watch and I'm like, 
holy shit, like winner, winner, like what? That was insane. Like, and who would have thought that them like painting and distressing earlier would lead to all of that magic? Because yeah, that yeah. was sick. Like that was absolutely the, the attention to detail. I was, I was there. It was perfect, 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 perfect. If this show believed in like a, you know, double wins the way drag race does. I, I, I honestly would have been a double win here. Her and Zava like done. Swan says the intergalactic bounty hunter is so beautifully realized. This is a dangerous presentation, but he and Zavaleta could be main characters in a graphic novel. Drax says the characterization was fantastic, hunching down with the gun like a bounty hunter through the smoke. Trixie loves masculine as a costume because it's also making fun of how stupid masculinity is. Orville says it's obvious so much thought and detail went into this, and I agree. This is a darn tootin'. Oh, a, a shoot. A darn shootin'. I'm I shoot shot me dead. I'm dead. Um, this was a 97% darn tootin', 3% darn bootin'. I had some people pissed off at the one person who did the darn bootin'. I'm not naming names. Y'all don't know them, but oh my God. They, the people were like, what the fuck? And it's like, it's okay. Are they blind? Like, what is going on? Impossible. I don't know. They, maybe they pressed the wrong button. I don't know. Maybe. Oh. Next up, we have Mary Cherry. Remember Pleaky from Lilo and Stitch? This is him now. One drag gig in that movie, and this is where Pleaky is landed. I can't justify this look. First off, the dress is incredibly simple, and while it looks Western, the horror is missing. The filth is missing. It's not even camp. The makeup, being one-eye alien, did not translate. Unfortunately, when Blue Hydrangea has conquered that field, there is no one else who can do it better than her. This all just felt out of Mary's wheelhouse. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what they are seeing in her. I just cannot figure out how she fits into this world. Amanda, can you please help me out here? Well... I feel like you just insulted a Lilo and Stitch character <laughs> because, <laughs> because come on now. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I love Mary, uh, but that, this was not it. Like this was not, I, I, I just don't, you know, th they're trying, I guess is the nicest sure. thing I could possibly say that they, they, they use whatever they have, whatever they can afford, whatever, you know, she tried um, you know, she kudos to her. I know she was doing something else with her makeup, you know, uh, did the one eye work? No, it could have been better and executed a little better. Like I had to think about it and I had to really like, oh, that's what she was doing. Um, the outfit, you know, basic, I mean, whatever, you know, she had to present something. She presented something. Yeah. I mean, we hate like comparing and contrasting, but like we remember detox and that latex look with the, the whole black thing around on her face. It looked like that because it didn't, it didn't look like an eye. There was no white spot to show an eye. It was not an eyeball and it really was upsetting. Desiree, help us figure this out. Um, she just should have had extra ears, like a pointy ears working that eyeball. Cause I feel like I've seen, what was that girl from the UK one from season Blue two? Hydrangea. Yeah, they had more detail. Like, she had no details, mm -hmm. like, black glitter on it. And then also the dress could have been burnt. And, like, your tentacles could have, uh, you know, prickly got tentacles. You could have put the tentacles inside. Like, you should have added more to the character. It was just like, oh, I have this dress. I'm going to paint myself this green. It sounds like one of those pageant girls when they try to do the alternative drag for, like, a second. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. There was no more thought of it than just the face, and that's it. I agree. For me, this is absolutely a darn bootin. Boot. Yeah, it's a boot for me. As someone who has painted themselves, like, I mean, I did plankton with an eye, like a single eye. And I was like, shit, like you have more experience than I do. You should look much, much better than I do as a single eye creature. And um, she wasn't giving that to me. So boot. Audience, 11% darn tootin, 89% darn bootin. And finally, we have Hosoteratoma, no designers listed. At first, I was incredibly confused by the look. I was like, is this a crab? And then I looked closer and I was like, oh, it's a cactus monster. I could see this like on Doctor Who. Um, it would work somehow be- and make sense. I love the headpiece and love the handpiece. I think the makeup was spot on. What I don't love was the rest of the garment. I didn't feel like it was complete. I think the green needed to carry all the way down through. I'm not saying she needed to be a full stock, but I wanted those green accents like down the leg and down the thigh. Like I wanted more of the hand and the face applique on the rest of the body. So for me, it wasn't fully finished. Desiree, what did you think about Hoso? I mean, I loved it. The makeup, the the whole thing, I think, you know, it was more like an armor and then underneath they were basically using like or as like a cactus army Digimon thing where yeah. the cactus is a shield. I guess that's why the pants look different, but I loved it. I mean, and the little guns that you can see in the arms, yeah. like, I mean, they had details. So like, I would have, I was mad they didn't fucking even get the win or something like, so unappreciative. Amanda, what'd you feel? Um, I, find my comments are going to be very biased because I feel like with every episode, I fall more and more in love with Hoso as mm-hmm. a person and a drag, you know, performer. Um, but that being said, I was getting a very Pokemon vibe, Digimon vibe. Shit. I remember I, I actually tweeted at them. They remind me of this toy. My dog has a uh, Consuelo, the cactus from BarkBox, like literally tears apart. And inside there's another, like it literally was the toy. <laughs> Um, so I was living for that. Um, but the attention to detail is what got me. Like, yeah. whether you like it, whether you like the color, whether you like the concept or understood it, like, shit, the amount of detail that Hoso got up in there, that's enough. Like, yeah. okay, was it the best look? No, but definitely, like, safe for sure. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah, so, like, I critiqued it very highly because she's – incredible and for me to critique her it just means she's at that next level because we've already seen she can do 10 times better than this um it's still for me absolutely a darn toot and i just want more out of her could have been a shoot okay could have been a shoot but that's why but it's still i mean for me it's still a toot i'm just saying i know given hoso's work like it's always a shoot for me and like this episode is just 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 the toot what? Where are you going? First of all, it's a shoe because it goes. He can. Uh, Hoso looks just like a Dolly, like side character that can be helping out. Like it was out of the box and just being a cowboy. Like you know what? I'm mad. Fuck y'all. You know it's a shoe <laughs> for me. The audience was seventy six percent darn tootin, twenty four percent darn bootin. Oh, the racist. Okay. That's more racist. Twenty four percent racism. Let's discuss this. How do you feel about this prejudging chat the Boulets have? Is it necessary? Is it forced? Why not just say it to their face? Right? With silence. Uh, I, well, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. 
I think because in the first episode, people complained that they didn't hear anything from the Belay brothers, I think. Like, and they think they, I think they put that on the second and third. It's like, okay, we're going to explain why we put them in the bottom. Because I don't think they have them in the first episode, right? No, but the, the critiques we got were for Jade this week and she was safe. When they're yeah, literally I mean, critiquing. Like last week they were bitching about Mary and saying all these bad things. And then like, oh, you're safe. I'm like, you're, it's, it's not translating. What, what is happening? Amanda, what, what's your take? I, I, I don't really understand why they do it. Like for me, I'm like, I don't know what this edition is. I don't feel like it, there's a need for it. Like just do it in front of them. Like they also had them stay on stage. So right. I, I don't even know. Like, why wouldn't you say that to your her face? Like, especially with Jay Jolie, right? This is the most controversial part, but it's like, okay, you have these opinions about the person, at least say it to their face, number one. And then also like, it would be kind of interesting to like, again, as a viewer, kind of see how other queens react to this information and be like, right. yeah, or like, you know, get her out of here. She's not, she's not triangular material or whatever. Yeah, I mean, obviously this would be the closest tied on Drag Race to um, right before the queens come back out for the lip sync when the judges all chat. But that's all the judges, even the guest judges there. They're not including the guest judges. So it's it's very interesting and I'm still not sure how it's, tying into the narrative um but maybe we'll get more insight as the season goes on i don't know also but, like yeah. where do the judges go like how did like to me that's <laughs> the like green the room they mark. go to the green room and have a drink no that's the question mark it's like okay so you watched it but then they're like excuse me please leave hold right. on one second brb like go get a coffee go get a cocktail hold on and then come back when we tell you like yeah it's so it doesn't make sense. And I don't understand why I can't just be like a group chat. Like if you're already talking behind the scenes, why is it just you two? I don't know. Right. I will say I am so bummed. We didn't get a Rue girl critiquing a Rue girl. I wanted to hear Trixie chat with Jade yeah, so what much. What the fuck was that about? They, Trixie had no reaction that Jade was there. Like what? Nothing. Nothing. It's either. like drag race didn't exist in this world. I mean, I guess it oh. doesn't. <laughs> Miss opportunity. But Jade, Mary, and Hoso are safe. Betty, Sigourney, Zavleta, and Dali are the tops. Saint and Coco are the bottoms. Do you agree? No. What, how would you fix it? How Shake it up. Okay. So wait. You know, now that you're saying it out loud, let's think about this, right? You said Jade, Mary, and Hoso are safe. Correct. Right? How can you have these two people that barely did anything, barely like be against someone who put so much detail into their look? So like if, if Hoso's safe, like how, how, how are Mary and, and Jade safe? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like if that's what safe looks like, what kind of game are we playing here? Like what, yeah. are, what is going on? What kind of establishment are the boulets running? Because it doesn't make sense. Does not compute. I would say that to me, Saint and Coco were safe and Jade and Mary should have been on the bottom. That's, that's my switch up. Yeah, that's what I would do. Um, I think though, the Boulets had a very specific idea of what they wanted for this challenge. Because for me, I find it very fascinating that the top four were hyper-masculine or hyper-feminine looks. Hmm. I think that's what they wanted for this challenge. They didn't want aliens. They didn't, they didn't want 
uh, animal creatures. They wanted these characters that they could put into a graphic novel. Maybe that's what they're going to be selling next. I don't know, but there are similarities to the four who placed that those positions and they were the hyper masculine and feminine. So just something to put out there. I don't know if that's just coincidence, but let's be honest, we've seen the Boulets tell them one thing and then critique them for doing their own version of what they wanted, but that's not what they really wanted. So yeah. I don't that's know. Zavaleta is the winner. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah. I would have given it to Dali because I think it was just a little more fully realized. But honestly, they both did an incredible job, and they were definitely for me top two. And congrats, Zavaleta! Great, great win. But yeah. reality, reality wise, that's what she won. Is also the story, the bark. Absolutely. Know, the, the whole entire stuff. So that's and, also and the fun. story for Dali is slipping through my fingers. Not gonna get a win. Yeah. I'm upset. That All I'm right. Sure. Well, we learn that all the monsters will be partaking in the extermination. And Trixie is cackling, and I'm also cackling because that was me totally as that was happening. For Saint, though, and Kihoko, it's kill or be killed. For the rest of them, they were going to be. Well, Mule's, they rented a, a mechanical bull, and they're not going to let them go to waste. So you're all going to ride a mechanical bull. Now, let's be honest. How basic and pathetic was this? Put them on a real fucking bowl. Go to a rodeo and put them on a bowl. Let them get dragged around. Have either of you ridden a mechanical bull before? No. Yes, and I'm bad. So I just would also like to remind the listeners, on episode one of Drag Race España, the queens had to do a photo shoot on a mechanical bull. No one got exterminated there. <laughs> That's why they pimped it up. They said we we will actually exterminate you. They're but. like, ooh, we're gonna make it a, a goth dark. A mini bowl. challenge, <laughs> a mini challenge on drag race is an extermination challenge on Dragula that does not compute. I mean, for goodness sake, they had girls on America's Next Top Model face real bulls that one time. Like shit, like come on now. What is happening with the extermination challenges? Why are we going downhill? Do they not they have a budget? out to the AMC Shutter Studio, maybe? Yeah, it's probably yeah. COVID protocol. Damn, this was, this was embarrassing. That's right. We still in a pandemic, girl. That's right. <laughs> like, it wasn't even wood floors. They, it, was, it was literally a party mechanical bull. I mean, they literally just don't go away, you know, out of that setting. So I, I didn't camp. expect any... Yeah, oh my god, that would have been cool. A bounce house, a bloody bounce house. Now that's an extermination challenge. Oh yeah, a fucked up bounce house. You can't... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. On like trampolines well, or something. Yeah. We're gonna head over to the cauldron for our post-judging chats. And Coco says it's pretty shitty, but to be in the bottom. Saint wants to start with the good, and congrats are given to Zavaletta. And they cheers to Betty for her comeback, though she's not sure if she was in the bottom or the top. And this is what we call fishing for compliments. I know this because I do this all the time. At least I am self-aware. Mary notes that she and Jade have been safe every episode, and it's getting into Jade's head where she is thriving for feedback. It's just she wants something. Mary says that being around Dolly, Hoso, and Coco is cool as they are next level. Maybe she'll make changes in her drag. Maybe she'll even start body painting. Now, Zava is going to make a very innocent comment. 
that is going to be taken out of context by Mary and cause a domino effect of drama. Zava will ask her if she'll like to stress out and run out of time, to which Mary is like, stress out? What does that have to do with anything? And Zava's like, do you want the pressure? And Mary shuts it down and says she's not having this conversation. Jade will then cheer Zava, and Mary says, don't cheer her, fuck that bitch. Zavaletta gets up and says, keep being safe, bitch, I have the win. And Mary says, God don't like ugly. What you do say is, bless your heart. What is happening? How did this escalate within 10 seconds? Was it lost in translation? I was very lost why that happened. Um, I don't know why she was so offended by that, because if you don't know, like that shit is very time consuming. So if you're Mm -hmm. bitching about having to do this one-eyed, you know, disaster, barely there makeup, you imagine doing full body, like your entire, like, I, I, you just would never. Do you think it's possible that maybe this was a moment of, she didn't get to complete her look fully because she ran out of time and Zava mentioned this, not to instigate, but just pointed it out. And Mary, because she's stressed in the situation, is taking it out on her. That's what I think. I think she just literally, Zava probably just made an observation because that's that's the tea. That was the truth. And she just, you know, she got upset and that's natural. Sometimes you don't like to accept the truth. You know, you don't want to, you're already in a high pressure situation. It's a competition. You're playing for money. You don't know what's going to happen. And then you have some bitch telling you like, you know, yeah. So this is going to continue and Zava is not feeling good about it and wants to talk about it with Mary. And she's telling her it's not for the best if they don't, it's for the best if they don't. Zava says, and I'm telling you, and Jade comes in with, I'm not going nowhere because, you know, dream girls. And because Zava is pissed in this moment, she calls Jade a bitch and tells her to stop with the jokes. And Jade says, you don't have to be mean. I'm nice to you. You're always nasty to me. And as Sigourney says, what a time to be alive. Jade will continue and says, we're just emotional people. Mary says, who are we? Jade makes a comment and says, maybe Betty. And Mary is like, don't keep talking for me. What happened? As Coco says, wherever Miss Mary has a problem, the world has a problem. How did this continue? Like, this this is not writing. This is this is reality TV. I, I, I couldn't fathom this. Like, I would want to go in a corner and roll up into a ball and be like, get me out of here. This is it's, it's freaking me out. It's like, I think the whispering of the like tiny little, like little snickering things that they're doing that it just builds it up. And that's how it works, especially. I mean, they're all stressed out. It's like, right. it's like all five of you are in the bot are exterminating except for Saint and stuff, but which is funny Saint and Coco are the only ones not freaking out. So it's like true story. Literally, this every single comment was taken out of context by all three of them, and it caused this implosion. When the Belay Brothers said drama, they meant some drama yeah. at least. I don't. I mean, it's 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 drag artists drag people like we got egos we you know some of us are sensitive some of us are really like I don't know I I feel like I've I've definitely experienced something like that like people very very fragile people are very sensitive people you know who take things very much so out of context you know it's like you didn't mean it that way girl but you took it that way so I don't know it just maybe we didn't see again I feel like we didn't see all of it like right and and 
And I think there's a reason why we had this included, because if we remember from the trailer, we are going to see there's going to be some explosion with Jade and Zava later in the season. So I think this is the precursor to that. But Coco says she's not surprised by the outcome. She's not throwing the towel, but the best got maybe was not the best with everyone's level being so high. Saint starts to cry and says it sucks that it's Coco. Had it been anyone else, whatever happens, she inspires her. They relate to one another. Whoever stays, the other one has to fight like hell to make it to the top three because they need to see them. And while she is right, Mary reminds them, just so you know, she's still there. She's another black girl. But I think they were just being nice and saying she's um Mary was right. She 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 is another black girl there, but should she have taken it so personally? Did she need to say anything? Or was it once again a Mary show? Uh, Mary always wants to say something, I guess. But, you know. They were trying to have a little cute moment. And Mary's like, yeah. bitch, I'm here. Too. But, yeah. She's just very opinionated again. Let's just distract people, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Well, we're going to move on to the extermination challenge. And we're just going to have a montage of bull riding. And I felt zero impact. I wish it would have been a little more focused on Coco and Saint. And how they fared. I know we did that toward the end, but I will say the one hilarious part about it was Mary trying to get on the fucking bull and failing. <laughs> I was honestly that probably would be me. So no shade to you, but that was funny. I honestly think it could have been deliberate. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was. You don't think so? Oh my god! I don't think it was. I don't think it was acting. I think that shit now. Was now, cool. Desiree, you've ridden the mechanical bull. Were you able to get? right on no i'm short as shit so yeah i feel that no it, it would take a couple people yeah i get that also you jade up you were hoisted yes, up bitch, I couldn't reach. <laughs> and jade was just having way too much fun she was smiling the entire time i'm like you do realize you're supposed to be like a monster right now right well bitch is from kentucky so she's yeah. probably doing this shit all the time i'm sure that that's fair she's from kentucky and she pulled that western look <laughs> well exactly well exactly all right let's talk about it death scene we're back with the boules and their man in the saloon eating and what i presume was a spit roasted piggy first off i will say it is ashamed that coco essentially didn't get to even film their own death scene which i think is probably the first time this has happened before because that clearly was not coco but I know I saw on Instagram that Oliver, her face was very much traumatized by this. There was no warning. There was nothing about it. Um, How did you both feel about seeing this moment? Um, I, I was kind of like shocked. I was like, damn, this is some brutal, crazy shit. But um, I didn't really hate know what was into it until Amanda said some things but uh yeah I don't know like crazy yeah okay so um taking away from again just purely observationally right like looking at it objectively you could see the shutter budget it was Mm -hmm. cool in that aspect right like wow this is like something that they've never done before Okay, now looking at the other side of it, yeah, where was the trigger warning? Where was, 
it was a very like, are we not reading the room now? Are we not aware of what's going on? Are we not like, let's think about things. You know, it's, it's a little, I don't know. It was, it was very shocking, but again, for, for a different reason that I don't think that they intended, you know, I think they wanted to bring shock value, like, oh, wow. Like, you know, extermination. Ooh. But mm-hmm. if you dig deep into things and you're looking into things, it's like, this is not the way to represent a black artist. Number one, number two, I personally am a little shocked that the only person on social media, at least that I follow that made a comment was indeed all over her face. And to me, that was even more shocking because again, as someone who's constantly has the show spoiled on like Twitter and Instagram, nobody made a comment about this. Right. And do you want to share what Oliver posted? Um, Actually, yeah, let me pull it up because I think I I literally still have it because we literally were talking about it. Okay, no, I don't think I can see it, but they... Yeah, he was he was very, very triggered and not okay at the fact that this image was being displayed. And again, the, the question of where are the content warnings, where's the trigger warnings? I mean, I'm with I'm a hundred percent there. Like I just I I didn't understand why we wouldn't get a little heads up. Because even though I know it wasn't real, and even though I know it wasn't Coco actually, that's still not okay. It's it's still quite a dark, dark, dark image, especially in today's society. Like, I don't know. I, I'm sure some people would say we're reading too much into it, but you know, these things matter. You know, you have a show that is portraying queer culture at like the mainstream level. And it's important to send a positive message regardless. You know, I understand yes, dark extermination, but like, you have to think about these things. Like where, it just makes me question who is in this editing room, who is working on the staff, who is on the crew that no one said, hey, let's, let me, maybe let's not cook the person being exterminated this way and have them, you know, with a steak. Like it was way too vivid. It was way too fucking real. And that was the triggering part. I mean, I, I knew from the beginning that was going to be what the extermination was going to be pr- before the, any of the challenge, um, because that, that's just a Western thing. Um, but yeah, I think it is, it was a little bit out of context, uh, um, not the greatest image to see. Um, but I mean, who's, who, who's making the decisions. If you look at the credits, it's this, all of this is written by the Boulay brothers. They're the producers. They're making the decisions. So, I mean, and then but I there's know no accountability are... because right. no one's calling them out. Right. Exactly. And, you know, again, I, I, like I said, I'm sure there's people that nobody really thought about it because what she wore lent itself to it. You know, it's right. like, okay, but you were wearing a pig. So it's not necessarily like us, you know, killing, you. like, I get it. Like, it's like, you're not killing the person, you're killing the pig almost. But mm-hmm. I don't know, again, I still, uh, I was still a little bothered. I, and again, I was more bothered by the fact, I think that nobody else really noticed it or like mm-hmm. really kind of took a second and was like, whoa, that's not so okay. So let's say it was, because I want to remove it being saint also being an animal. What if it was Jade who got exterminated and that's what they would have done with Jade? How would, how would that image have felt? I mean, it's still graphic. Mm-hmm. I would still, regardless of the fact, like taking race out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Which I mean- and, and, and animal. And animal, right? Regardless of the fact it is still an insanely graphic image, it's probably the most graphic image they have ever portrayed. I would probably dare say- um, and like I said, it's that damn shutter money. They, they use it well. Um, but yeah, I would expect a little, 
a little something. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm, I'm in that age where like, I, you know, I trigger warning for everything, you know, I, um, I don't know. You, you just don't know who you're going to affect, I guess is my point. I mean, yeah, I watched scary movies back in the day and like the Freddy Krueger ones are very gory and crazy, but I mean, I don't, I mean, taking out the, like the race out of it, like, I think, you know, they're trying to put that horror in the show that they couldn't and they used it and maybe they could have used it in a different way, like maybe kill someone and turning them into a haystack or something, but, you know, um, choices were made and- I mean, I don't know. I mean, it I also, know. I mean, it's, it's the, the bigger really picture topic to talk about. Yeah. I mean, the bigger picture is it is Western theme and there are a lot of problematic things when it comes to the wild, wild west, because like, oh. you want, if you want to be like a dragon by a horse, very problematic. If it, if yeah. it would have been Coco, like there, there's a lot of things that wouldn't have flown based on how the wild, wild west is. And that's maybe something you don't do that theme because you know what the extermination is going to be. I don't know. The other but, thing, sorry, yeah, um, Desiree, I mean, you brought up a really good point. And I think probably the reason nobody was really talking about it was because, you know, it is shutter. It is like, you know, filth, horror, you know, all that. So, you know, like your point, you know, you don't really see trigger warnings on like scary movies or horror films or, you know, you don't see like, I mean, aside from like, uh, you know, parental warrant, you know, guidelines of like, you know, rated R and it contains gore and things like that. You know, I guess they just would be like, well, you should assume by watching the show, these are the type of things you're going to see. I guess that's what maybe people were thinking. Yeah, because, okay, so I think also because a lot of people with Dragula, they think it's kind of like drag race and it was like, oh, it's kid friendly. But like, they're basically saying also like, we're not really kid friendly, but it's your choice to watch um where you know like with RuPaul he just like doesn't really do any of that shit you know what I'm saying like there's trying to establish a certain type I guess I don't know that's well I don't know I mean for sure like you know controversy right they got us talking we're there Mm -hmm. we're watching it's not going to stop me from watching it's just something that you know again Mm -hmm. you make an observation and you question it and you're saying that might've been a smidgen poor taste. And clearly people were affected, not everybody, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know, like I said, to, to see a friend of mine, like visibly like triggered by this imagery, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure there were plenty of other people out there who, you know, felt that way. And I just, you know, I feel for them. No, I completely understand that. Well, let's wrap this up with some burning questions. First off, what is Coco's legacy? Big. Titty, big, t- big old titty, hooking. Body. big titty hooking. Yeah, I, I mean, feel I feel like Coco didn't really get started. It, it, we had some really great confessionals. They were a really, really good um, narrator. Um, very sassy, very fun. But as far as um, making an impression, I don't know if they really did. Yeah, they kept covering their face and like this, and yeah, I think they just had. They wanted more than just like the titty stuff and the sexiness, you know. Yeah. Like, but I think she does a great and amazing work, and you know, she, she maybe will be back for a resurrection. Maybe. I mean, I don't. Well, am I allowed to say? Do, I, do you know about this, Michael? The potential spoiler from the trailer? Did we talk about? No, this? I don't know okay. it. So one of the things that people were mentioning was okay. She got eliminated. 
But if you look back at the trailer, you can see her participating in a challenge we haven't seen yet. Okay. So, so methinks something is a Bruin. Um, we shall see. Stay tuned. Keep watching. Um, but it's just interesting. I, I didn't believe it at first when I read it. And I went back to the trailer and I was like, oh, wait, this is clearly Coco, right? Unless I was just, unless someone took that breastplate from her or something, like, unless Saint, unless Saint or Mary were like, well, I'm rocking this breastplate from now on. <laughs> but I was like, no, that's clearly Coco in clown makeup doing something else. And we haven't seen that episode yet. That's so true. maybe, I don't know. Don't hold me to it. Don't come at me if that's not the case. I'm just saying it's a possibility. So let's hope and pray that that's the case because I really loved Coco, even though, yeah, they were shy. And even though like we didn't get to see a lot, like I, I think what they brought to the, the stage was like really amazing. And I don't know, like, you know, you have this really big homage to powerful black women, you know, and they really knew their craft. So I don't know. Okay. I appreciate. I, I I needed to see more. They were definitely my one of my uh, tops. You know, uh, for the finale, personally speaking. So it's a shame to see them go so soon. Uh, but I have hope that that little uh, teaser trailer thing may be true. We'll see. I ask him once again. Um, what is going on with judging? What are we not seeing? Where, why are we allowing outside influence to play a part of the game we're watching? I don't know. The bitch, they picked the judges, I guess, for a reason. I don't know. Or the dialogue that they have is creating a storyline or something. I mean, it's like this is, it's the second week in a row where they're talking about we worked with Jaded Play. We know Mary from Brooklyn. The viewers don't know that. How? So we're observing what we see. It's not translating because I don't know a single person who thinks Mary should still be there. So what, like, what, what are we not seeing? Amanda, any thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I'm still kind of scratching my head over that because I don't understand, you know, I, I to me, that's very drag race kind of a concept. You know, you, you mm-hmm. have a lot of like, oh, you know, this person's full of potential. We haven't seen it yet, but we're going to give you another chance because, you know, I believe in you. And it's like, really? Cause this show is not like that. This show's supposed to be like, I mean, clearly look, episode one the winner went home the next episode so clearly it's not about track record so why are we considering things outside of the show to me again does not compute i don't understand it um why we're making special cases now i guess i'm kind of interested to see how going forward in the show if this is going to be a running theme like is it going to be like well well you know but you know we saw sane in resurrection or we saw you know like whoever like are we just at least that's within the world well, true story. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Uh, bad example. But you know what I mean? Like in terms of, yeah. are we going to keep being referential or are we going to sure. stay in the moment and say again, because nobody's going back, like, unless it's literally the finale episode where you do look back and say, Hey, you remember what they did for that challenge? Oh, that was amazing. Do you remember right. that challenge? But like, we're only three episodes. Like what, why are we making references to no, it should just be apples to apples. Like, no, you fucked up. You didn't dress well. You didn't do the challenge. That's it. Be on the bottom. Not, oh my God, but they were so amazing in, you know, play. Yeah. Okay. So is Gilda Wabbit. She's not on the show. So it's like, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, yeah. they, they always talk about how they want, they, they know the monsters and stuff. So, I mean, I guess they're just telling the audience that like, Hey, this is why they're on the show. Or this is how we know them or something. I don't know. They're trying to make a connection for the audience to know like 
why the fuck you know i'm basically also saying like rupo don't know their bitches we know our bitches yeah and I mean, so i feel like it's also justifying their decisions yes i i desiree you brought up really that i think that's what it is i think it's like okay rupaul can't even remember who the fuck was cast ever and it's like oh no we hang out with them we party with them which if you follow them on social media you see that they all keep me all the fucking time they're all very good friends they're all so supportive of each other okay amazing but like i don't give a fuck like if i didn't know like (laughs) okay if you're okay we're because you know michael you're in this world desiree you and i are, are drag performers so we know what's going on, whether we want to or not. We know people, we know what they're known for. We know everything of what's going on in our world. But as the viewer who doesn't, you know, do drag or is not in that world and just is spectating, like the fuck, like you don't know that. Like who cares what they did? They're probably like, what is play? Like what is play? The, right. What is that? Like what, who, what's Brooklyn? Like who the fuck? <laughs> Nobody cares. It's yeah. only what you're watching. So no, I don't, I, no, that's such a cop-out. Like, oh yeah, well. <laughs> so who's going to get exterminated next? Make your prediction. Uh, I say Mary. Yeah, Mary or Bitter. Mm-hmm. Well, who I want to see is a whole bunch of people, but this show doesn't run... The show, the show doesn't do triple, triple eliminations or things like that. No, but I'd probably agree. I think, I think it might be Mary's time, and I love her, and I'm, I'm all for the Mary Cherry show. But at the same time, something's got to give with these looks. Something's yeah. got to be a little. Uh, she's not really serving the monster for me completely, and I don't know. It just like, you know, no matter how good the look is or could be, it doesn't fit in with the rest. So again, no matter how great of, you know, a a TV she makes backstage, it's still not showing where it matters. So to me, I'm okay. I think it's time. I think we heard, we heard enough. It was fun while it lasted, but like, unless you're really going to come serve like the look, yeah, you're probably going home. Well, after three episodes, the winner of the season is. Yeah, who, who's the winner? Me. Nope. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say. I was gonna say. Wednesday. Shocker! Desiree Dick is on Dragula. <laughs> I was gonna say Wednesday, just because she just woke up. Um, but I, well, I don't know. I think the the person that has impressed me so far in all the episodes, well, Dali didn't get to participate in the first episode, so it's unfair. But Dali's still a front runner. But um, I'm still like very Team Hoso. I think. Yeah. She, she has been like on fire since episode one. And uh, I don't know, my pick for the win personally. Yeah, yeah I'm Hoso, feeling Hoso, but I'm also, I feel like Sigourney is going to be a, um, a little bit of a dark horse right now. She's been doing very well. Yeah. So previously on the podcast for the Dragula recaps, we would do little mini extermination challenges, but because we're virtual, it's going to be more of a truth or dare, and it's going to be inspired by our extermination challenges on the show. So cool. I have a, um, it's a, it's a bit of a truth telling for both of you. Um, where and what was the craziest thing you've written? Take that how you will. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear Desiree's answer. I feel like Desiree actually has an answer. I, I can't even. 
1974. No, es que... <laughs> When um, I was... <laughs> um, a lot of things. 16, 8 plus 8 and my car. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, got it. Amanda, what about you? Oh, I'm fucking boring. I'm like, listen, if I'm not like, I just as a straight person who dates cis men and on verge of on the asexual scale, like I have nothing to say, I have nothing to contribute <laughs> to this conversation. Nothing I want my child to hear anyway. Well, I would just go with the Mad Tea Party at Disney World. That's the craziest thing I've oh, written. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> well, where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to talk about? You know, a good answer to writing that is the DC Metro train stuff. <laughs> tea. Those are crazy. But anyway, speaking of DC, I'm from Washington, DC. I'm Desiree Dick. That's D-E-S-I-R-E-E-D-I-K 69 on all my platforms, social media and all that stuff. I also have a podcast called Airbnb with Bomba, Licious, and myself. Uh, and yeah, you can find me at Red Bear Brewing here in D.C. And if you want to book me out of shows, let me know. I'll get to your town, I guess. Bye. <laughs> Amanda. I love that. Wait, I wish I could book you. That's so good. I love that. Um. I'm Amanda Massacre. Uh, you can find me on Instagram sometimes, uh, amanda.massacre. And all my payment information is, is Amanda Massacre Drag, one word. And I'm like, I'm a dog mom. So I'm like, I'm here. I do stuff. I, I turn stuff. You know, I just did a digital drag show for Halloween. But, you know, nobody likes sitting at their computer anymore. So, you know, but listen, we served. It was great. Um, and I just do little things here and there. Um, you know, if you want to book me, I'm available. I'm in Queens. So please, please, please. I love that. I love Wednesday always likes performing. Look, see, look at that mug. How can you say no to that? Um, but yeah, no, listen, I'm at, at this point, I'm like, I, I do things, but I'm, I'm still number one drag fan. You know, I'm always there Absolutely. supporting everybody else for sure. Well, it was fantastic having you both here for this fabulous conversation. Of course. Thank you Thank so much you. for having me. I hope to see you next time. Thank you so much for having us. The biggest thanks to Amanda and Desiree for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.